Hey everybody, and welcome to On Call with Justin Jack with Danny and Inca. Ooh, <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> Crypto. <laughs> what is this topic we're talking about again? Tales from the cryptocurrency. Oh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> so cryptic. Superman's most hated currency, according to Jacko. Um, <laughs> in the last episode, we got into just really the excitement of things, right? We're like, man, it makes us this much money, whatever it is, it's growing this much. So in this episode, we're getting into why it's this valuable. Correct. So if you want the roots of, of these conclusions and you want to get to the nitty gritty, that's yeah. what this episode is for yeah. you, okay? Danny, what the, what do people expect from this episode? You know, we went from Bitcoins to Mona Lisa, so it's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jacko? You know what? There's so much more. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg last episode. There's so much more to really deep dive into. So wait for that one. Listen into that one till beginning to end. And I think you'll learn a lot. Inka? Yeah, well, I honestly, I learned so much today because I was actually following through the instructions as we were recording. So this is something that you will be following through with me, basically. So what you can expect is an actual step-by-step guide on how to get started after you learn why this is such an amazing investment. Hey, everybody, and welcome to On Call with Justin, Jacko, Danny, and Inka. On Call. With Justin, Jacko, Danny, and Inka. <laughs> <laughs> What if you really laugh like that all the time? <laughs> it sounds like a really kind of Victorian era kind of uh, so girl polite. laughing. Through, okay, I have a suggestion. Uh, One of these episodes, can we laugh like each other? Mm. Oh, I, I'm going to have to listen to a few episodes. Just right. to, oh, I, like just, Justin's what? eagle. <laughs> oh, whoever gets me. No. Uh, see, that's the, that's the laugh I know. And then That's Danny's laugh. laugh. Uh-uh, actually. Jacko, how do you laugh again? <laughs> do you even laugh? Well, do I even <laughs> Do you even laugh? That is the question. No, my, my laugh now have been kind of high-pitched. I don't know why. I used to laugh. <laughs> that's how I, I used to that's, laugh. That's a laugh that I know. Yeah, that's yeah like, I used to laugh. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. creepy, you know? It's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make so much <laughs> money on Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> we're going to be laughing all the way to the no, knockback. No, and <laughs> then it's so funny because when I type it on text, you know when you type, everybody types haha or I used to type hehe. But then mm. I, I realized I laugh like that and it does sound a little bit creepy. So I change it to haha. So every time if you text me like or whatever, I put haha instead of hehe. But my laugh is really like hehe. <laughs> you know, it's more like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like you're devising this evil plan and you're like, hey, hey. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, I mean, hey. I know it's you know how flies change it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Make that exactly. And they're just like, <laughs> now when I started growing a goatee, that's when I started doing like the kind of motion when you're in a yeah, yeah, sinister exactly chin yeah. stroke. And you know what? It's just because it's fun to do, but it does look like I have an evil plan. Like, I'm just I do hey, that hey, though hey, without hey, a beard. Hey, like, hey, hmm. I wonder if that's a sign of people with high IQ, people who would be do do in, in Mensa, <laughs> for, for example. And speaking of which, Jacko, why don't you introduce our guest for today? You know, our guest once again, and I'm very happy to have him on the show. He is a crypto enthusiast, a senior marketing manager of OKX, the leading global cryptocurrency exchange, 
And your Bitcoin buddy, Mr. Christopher Tan. Ooh, hey, what's up, Draco? What's hey up, guys, Chris? Hey, Daniel, Justin. I'm so glad to be back here, guys. Welcome and back, Chris. Off air, I was surprised that Inca has not bought a <laughs> cryptocurrency yet after that talk. I feel bad. <laughs> so, quick update, Chris. What did we miss? The world of NFT, there's so much stuff happening there. Other stuff that I'd love to share with you guys. Just feel free to ask whatever you want. Awesome. So if you didn't get to listen to part one of our cryptocurrency talk, do go to that first before you listen to this one because the updates and everything, they're going to be over here, right? And if you weren't able to tune in, basically we're just super fanboying and fangirling. Is that a term, Inca? Fangirling? Oh yeah, true. Fanboying, fangirling, fanpeopling about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and and just like how it's the future and you're going to make so much money, 200% interest per year kind of thing. On, I was on so Bitcoin. hyped after the first episode. I, know. I was like, I'm going to buy. But you know me, I have the memory of a goldfish, Justin. <laughs> right after, I was just like, oh, what's that? That's why I like in one of the previous episodes we discussed, right? It's not really knowledge that is power. It's wisdom. Because mm. you can know everything and do nothing about what you know. Mm. It's about applying what you know. That's Are you calling me dumb? <laughs> oh. Yeah, Danny. Oh, the lights went out. <laughs> she like, said that. Are you calling me dumb? <laughs> dumb? Maybe dumb, but I'm powerful. Not bright. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, even if you were knowledgeable, it doesn't matter. You have to be wise. You have to do something with it. And our guest today happens to be very wise with these matters. Yes. He puts them into practice, right? So, Chris, again, thank you so much for being here. I guess now we want to go back to the roots. You know what I mean? Like, why is it that we're so hyped? You said in the last episode that whenever there's something that's really hyped, what you do is you try to disprove it first, right? You do your research and you try to look for the loopholes and everything. And then if you are stumped, then you're in, right? So we we sort of want to shine the spotlight on that today. Like, what were these points of research that... You started digging in, right? And then you were like, okay, you know what? I'm wrong. This is the future. The very first one is people would say that, how do you have value in Bitcoin? How do you assign value to Bitcoin? It's a digital file. Why is it valuable? And then they would say, well, money is valuable. Mm. Gold is valuable. But let me throw that same question at all of you. See if you can answer this question. Why is gold valuable? It's a piece of rock. Sure. Mm. What is the value of gold? It's a piece of rock that is hard to transport. And if you hold it, you have to even pay to store it. Mm. That's true. Sell it, you have to find somebody who's going to buy it. The the value is set by what society has set, has what we look at as inherent value. That's why it's called inherent value. It's really, it's what society or a community declares as the value. Who declared the value of a Picasso to be several million dollars? It's the same idea. Now, the one thing that does make it valuable is that Bitcoin is scarce. Mm. Yeah, and there's like a finite amount. Yeah. yeah, it's a finite amount that can never be increased. It'll only be at 21 million. That already has defined the parameters of its value right there. So that was one big thing. Unlike fiat currency, where this year alone, the Philippine government, I think you, you guys heard the news, right? Philippines has one of the highest inflations this year. We're at 15 or 20%. It's really crazy. That's horrible. Peso is going down. Yeah. So if you're holding pesos, 
you're dead. Yeah, better to get, yeah, would you say dollar or, or so Bitcoin? That's, or Bitcoin. Yeah, that's a good one, Jocko. Uh-uh. Some people are buying dollars, right? But the Which problem is, with the dollar is because yeah. it's stimulus checks, it's also going It is also going to go down, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's at 48 right now. I mean, obviously, it's not going up, so. Right. So, it, the best way is actually to buy Bitcoin because Bitcoin is appreciating. Here's Correct. another way to look at the value of Bitcoin. Instead of looking at, at Bitcoin as appreciating, I want you to think of all the currencies depreciating, meaning the Bitcoin price, assume it's stable, but it'll cost you more to buy it because the value of your fiat currency against the Bitcoin is going it's down. going down, yeah. Correct. There. That's another way of looking at it. Mm. So that's one. Okay. And feel free to jump in if you feel like, oh, wait, that didn't make sense. Sure. So thank you. The other one is on the fiat currency. There is nothing backing up their value except the government, what they dictate the value to be. And that's a problem. Yeah. Next, the fact that Bitcoin is decentralized. This is a very important fact of Bitcoin that no other cryptocurrency has, that nobody can control the Bitcoin, that it is not on one server. It is on thousands of servers all over the world. That makes it valuable because of the fact that it's decentralized and no one can control it. No one can dictate the value of Bitcoin. No one person or one entity or one government can decide what's the value of that coin. Those two factors alone, for me, really opened my eyes to how flawed our current financial system is. I agree. Yeah. And one last thing, it's this. To predict the price of Bitcoin, all the smartest people in the world already made all these massive amounts of charts and tracked the price of Bitcoin since its inception in 2009. And there was one chart that came out on top that actually was able to map it out. It's created by this guy named Plan B. Plan B. Plan B. He's this genius investor from Europe that looked at this and said, wait a minute, this chart makes sense. It's called the stock to flow chart. It is the same chart that they use to track commodities like gold, like silver. And they noticed that the supply flow of Bitcoin, when they placed all the price points, it matched the increase. The pattern. The pattern of the supply flow. Whoa. And I saw this supply flow last 2019. Mm. That's why I knew Bitcoin was going to hit $20,000 last December. That's oh why gosh. I knew Bitcoin was going to hit $50,000 in March. That's why I know Bitcoin is going to be $100,000 in August based oh. just on the supply curve. Mm. I haven't even talked about the demand side. The demand is what's causing it to go higher than the supply curve. Mm. Yeah. But just on the supply curve alone, 100000 oh. is conservative. So wow. that's how we know the value of Bitcoin. Conservative. And you can track it all the way to 2025 when this thing hits a million dollars. So last time you said that 200% interest per annum, basically, on Bitcoin, right? Was that an estimate? The 200% interest is not on Bitcoin. This is on all other altcoins, all mm. other cryptocurrencies. Okay. It, it varies per cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. For example, PancakeSwap. So mm -hmm. PancakeSwap, I, I have that token on my wallet, and I earn about 250% interest a year. So that one, by the end of this year, is going to be pretty nice number on top of the price going up. Bitcoin's price is growing at an average of 200% a year mm. since its inception. Its price is growing 200% yes. per year. Okay. It's appreciating in value at an average of 200% a year. Average. Okay. If you ask Google what's the best performing asset over the last decade, yeah. Google will tell you it's Bitcoin. I've actually tried yeah. it. That's 
insane. You know what I feel like Bitcoin is now? It's like how before when Jollibee was still super new and then people had the chance to buy in like the stocks yeah. of Jollibee. And then now it's just so expensive and it's such a great thing to have. And that's how I feel now. Cause like I have a friend who used to talk to me about Bitcoin years ago. And to be honest, he was the group's kind of like messy, 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 messy drunk, <laughs> no. messy drunk dude. Right. So well, every time he talks like about like Bitcoin, we're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Mm. And then now sometimes we ask him like, dude, how many Bitcoins do you have? Come on. How many Bitcoins do you have? Like, okay, okay, okay. Do you have more than one or less than one? And then he was just like, I have more than one. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, I told you. He's like, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. You should have bought that before. But I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> and now we have a non-drunk, very well-studied man telling you to listen to him. <laughs> I have to add, Inka, that a lot of people still tell me right now that, oh, Chris, let me do my research first before I invest in Bitcoin so I know I'll make money. I have to say that your research, whoever's listening, is not a prerequisite for Bitcoin to make money. This thing has mm. been studied, researched, formulated yep. by the most brilliant minds in the world. Yeah. And they've all come to the same conclusion that yeah. Bitcoin is going to go up in price all the way up to a million and more dollars per Bitcoin. So even if you don't research this, this is a foregone conclusion. Just put the money in. And wait for it. Five years later, you're just going to be smiling. Even my friends that put money two weeks ago are smiling today. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks ago, Inka. Okay, okay. I'm going to do it now. Boy, download. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that oh, later. Okay, right? okay, okay, okay. So stay till the end of this podcast as well, because at the end, we're going to go through like a step-by-step -step with Chris, right? I guess what I want to get to now is you also said in the last episode that everyone is going to use it. I think you're talking about cryptocurrency in general, right? So there are people, like you said, like with the internet, people back in the day were like, I'm never going to use this internet thing. But now it's like our whole world is revolving around the internet, right? So I guess clarification is, are we talking about blockchain or a mm. cryptocurrency? And what makes you say that everyone will end up using it? All right. So cryptocurrency and blockchain are synonymous to each other. You can't have cryptocurrency without the blockchain mm -hmm. and you can't have the blockchain without cryptocurrency. That technology works together. And the reason everyone's going to be using cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is because we need to decentralize information and data. The problem right now is everything is centralized and we need to change the banking system. And that's the whole premise of Bitcoin is the screwed up banking system that we're currently in for the last 70 years mm. where governments and banks are getting rich off our money. Mm. And this is the first time that the money is now working for us and we've taken the bank out of the equation. So that's why this is happening and that's why people are shifting towards this cryptocurrency world. Like I told you guys in the last podcast, I'm all in. I have no money yeah. in <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't recommend people do that. <laughs> if you really ask me, I think it's stupid to have money in the bank because mm. your money in the bank's not working for you. My money in crypto is earning me interest and is appreciating in value. So I'm not only maintaining the value and growing the value, I'm earning passive income from it. Where mm. the bank will give you 1% a year, that's my daily rate. Mm. So could you be so bold as to give us like a prediction? Like when Filipinos will no longer be using pesos, but we'll be using crypto instead. How 
far away is that date? The problem with the government is I don't think they'll ever want to use cryptocurrency because when you use cryptocurrency, you will stamp out corruption completely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love. <laughs> There's no way anyone can be corrupt with cryptocurrency because everything is on the blockchain. It's all public. And every data and information is transmitted to everyone. Mm, right. So that's why government will never allow cryptocurrency to fully take over this country. The problem is if they don't, we'll end up like Venezuela or Nigeria. No Nigeria, Nigeria, yes. where they tried to ban cryptocurrency and they said it's banned. You know what happened after they banned it? The mm. price went up to $70,000 per Bitcoin in wow. Nigeria. Because of Nigeria. Yep, only in Nigeria. So it only oh. went up in Nigeria. Huh? Because when they banned it, everyone went underground and started trading and buying on their own wallets. So the price just went up even more. You can't oh stop my. Bitcoin. It's impossible. China, the most guarded city, country when it comes to the internet, can't even stop Bitcoin. And they're already yeah. trying to censor everything on the internet and they can't stop Bitcoin. Yeah. Do you think other countries are going to be able to? It's impossible. Hmm. How about something like Amazing. hacking, right? Like, I mean, this is like a digital thing. Like, is Bitcoin like hackable? Like, I mean, I know it's in like the blockchain and it's cured. Maybe before we get to hacking, like I was looking at an article about some guy who has billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin and he can't open his wallet. <laughs> yeah. That's real. The funny part is he has two more passwords that he yep. can try that if he fails, he's locked out. Apparently that happens, right? So I guess... Yeah. Step one is know your password and don't share it with anyone, but also oh, know your no. password. I forgot what oh. password I used. I know. I'm sucky with that. Are That's you serious? Yeah, yeah, go. So there's a 16-word phrase that you have to keep. <laughs> Random words. Yeah. 16 words. And then... That's what you use to recover your wallet if in case that your wallet gets corrupted or you drop your phone and you got to get a new one. So that's what you really need to keep somewhere. 16 random words. words. 16 random words. And you got to keep that somewhere very safe because whoever has that will have control of your wallet. Yeah. Not too that, safe that you forget where you put it. Oh, no. <laughs> it goes back to like hacking. Like, is it hackable? Is it? Yeah, you can't hack Bitcoin. The okay. network is unhackable because just imagine this, Jocko. Yeah. To try to hack the network, you would try, have to hack all of the miners' computers all at the same time. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of computers hacking all of that at the same time. Yeah. If you're a hacker, First of all, to be able to do that, and if you have the ability to do that, wouldn't you just want to have your own mining facility? Yeah. Mm. It's so difficult. It's impossible. The only thing they can hack is your account by sending you like you know, those phishing. phishing. Yeah, 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 like a phishing thing. Yeah, yeah and then you, you type in your code. I mean, I know people that did that. They actually gave their password. Somebody tried to do that to me on Telegram. Wow. Funny. I'm with OKX, and then I got oh a gosh. message saying that I'm from OKX. How can I help you? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So I was like, what's going on here? So I, I just played along with it. I said, oh, I have some problems, blah, blah, blah. And I said, can I get your username? I give my username. And he goes, to be able to fix your account, I need just your password. And then I was oh like, whoa. Red flag. It was a hacker. It was a scammer. What did you say? Gave my password. Oh, yeah. What did you say? I said, oh, shoot. I don't remember my password. <laughs> and then, thank God, I didn't remember it. <laughs> oh, my were gosh. You, yeah. Were you about to, though? I was about to. Yeah. Oh, man. I was oh, man. And then I realized, oh, my God. Wait shoot. a second. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And that's all your life savings, basically, uh, in that. Well, I have seven wallets. Seven. Okay, okay, okay. So, so that's wallets. smart to do, to not put it all in one wallet. Oh, okay, God. so yeah. all of your money is in Bitcoin, but in seven different wallets. Yeah, some yep. are Louis Vuitton, some are, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys in the last podcast, but I met two OGs of Bitcoin in Ooh, the Philippines. Wow. Oh, no way. Yeah, like they're billionaires. Bitcoin billionaires. Wow. One bought in in 2012. Yeah. The other oh, one bought yeah. in in 2014. And wow, just absolute OGs. These guys are in their probably mid-30s to late 30s. Yeah, yeah. This guy, he started in Friendster. He works in Friendster as a programmer. And then mm. he saw Bitcoin and he said, oh my God. And then that was it. He was all in with Bitcoin. And now he's he's like an OG. Unbelievable. One of them, the other one, so both of them are in cryptocurrency. They both have their own cryptocurrency companies that do extremely well. Mm-hmm. One of them recently, because the other one's an artist. He draws, I think, comic book stuff or whatever. I'm That's so not wow. familiar with that world. But he recently finally uploaded his artwork as NFTs. There you go. Wow. Yeah. He sold 222 limited edition artworks, NFTs, for $2,000 each. And yeah, he sold it in 10 minutes. Wow. Whoa. You do the math. Okay, for our listeners who are not familiar with what an NFT is, what is an NFT, Krista? I like how Jaco actually pronounces it and makes sure that people pronounce it well. So, <laughs> Jaco, how would you how would you say it? They're I mean, called... it's a non-fungible token. Fungible. So it's a token na walang fungus. <laughs> oh yeah. So you can say yeah. you can you can look at it that way actually. Oh really? Fungus. So fungible because it means that it's interchangeable. Yeah, okay, so if I give you uh, 500 pesos, I lent you 500 pesos. You can give me any 500 pesos and I'll be okay with it, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. If I give you a Mona Lisa, you give me another artwork, I'd be like, screw you, I'm on my Mona Lisa back. Yeah. Yeah. That's non-fungible. It's Cannot not interchangeable. Be, you know, That's not interchangeable. Exactly. I see. There's only one of it, basically. Uh, so yeah. whatever it is, whether it's an artwork, whether it's a sneaker. Yep. Sneaker? Yeah. So whatever item it is, as long as you're creating it into a unique ID, you're making it something that is unique, basically. And the way to do that is through the blockchain technology, Tamaba. Yes. And wow. right now, there are a lot of tutorials on how to create your own NFT artwork. How to mint it, yeah. How to mint it. It's very easy. It's actually easier than most people think. That's what I'm, I'm really curious about. Because, I mean, it's great for artists. That's where I could see it going. And a lot of people are like, oh, NFT, they're talking about it all over. But you know what? We've been buying digital kind of stuff. If you play video games, and I saw this in a Gary Vaynerchuk post, and I was just like, oh yeah, okay, that's a great explanation. That's why I was on board. He was like, if you're playing, let's say, CSGO or like any other video game that requires you to buy a skin or a change of outfit, I, I buy a lot of Pokemon Go outfits. And then eventually, those some of those are very rare or some of those are very yeah. limited. And so they have their own value. Wait and a people second. are willing to pay for it. So you are telling me that it is not exclusive to physical stuff, but you can also NFT a digital asset. Wait, it's Wait, no, purely Danny, digital? The thing, yeah, the whole yeah. thing is digital. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's why we, earlier when you were like, <laughs> when you were like sneakers, <laughs> I was like, sneakers? Oh. In my head, I was like, a digital what do you sneaker? Mean? Yeah, like, you can what do you draw sneakers? Think? Yeah, that's why I'm trying to understand. Right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. are you saying that it has to be digital? So it can't be like, the Mona Lisa itself. Yeah. You can't convert the Mona Lisa. Oh, into an why NFT? are we laughing at Danny's just trying to understand? <laughs> no, because there's a sneaker, and I don't know. I think we, I felt like we were all on the same train already. No, 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 <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Okay, 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 good, good, good. All right, so that's again, let's, why let's I'm get not, there. I'm not, 
also for our listeners, diba? A lot of people don't even know what NFT means. Because <laughs> so, right. you were saying it like, no, an NFT As a matter of fact. Yeah, a matter of fact. One thing you have to know about me is I have this cadence in my voice that kind of usually commands as if I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't always know what Like I'm what you said about. earlier. So for those of you who don't know yeah, what exactly. NFT is, Chris, what's NFT? <laughs> Exactly. As so, if he knew, you know? No, kasi ito, the way I understand, the way at least I understood my first encounter with NFT is, it's like, yun nga, something that cannot be exchanged. Like, the example given was like the Mona Lisa, right? So, taking that example, right, for clarification, yeah. are you saying now you can't actually take the Mona Lisa and turn it into an NFT? It has to be a digital asset. Let me take this one and just correct me na lang, Chris. Okay, if go. you want to mint the idea of the Mona Lisa, it also goes down to rights. Eh? Parang, you can make a digital Mona Lisa, make your own version of it, and then mint it as a Bitcoin. I don't know who owns the rights to the image of Mona Lisa. It's probably public property by now. So I guess you can. So I've you seen that. No, no, no. But here's the thing. There's a guy. One example, okay? Then we'll go into the details of it. You know that guy who was big on TikTok? His car broke down. He started going on a skateboard. And then... He was drinking cranberry juice, juice. Cranberry juice. There you go. Yes. Okay. Um, so he tried minting an NFT with the music that was used there, but the artist who wrote the music didn't allow him to use it because obviously mm, that's that hers. is that's her property. So there's a lot of things that go into it. You can mint, you know, whatever, basically. But also keep in mind that certain ideas are still owned by other people and we still yeah. have to go with it. The way I understand it so far is that there are digital works. I'm pretty sure it's not limited to that. But let's say music, right? If you create a song, eventually you can make it as part of your NFT. And correct me, Chris, if I'm wrong on this one. That like, for example, if you buy my NFT now, like this artwork, you get free tickets to all my concerts for life. Like you can add, it's basically like Patreon or something, yeah. right? No, my question was, can you make something physical an NFT? So basically you can. As a matter of fact, you can do, let's say, for example, I'm a sculptor and mm. I created a sculpture, right? Mm -hmm. And I can sell it in the physical world and I can also sell it in the NFT world. Mm. Okay. So NFT, I'll turn it into a GIF that, you know, turns around and then you can see the sculpture. And then I can do several things with it. I can attach the NFT token to the physical sculpture. Yon, that's what so I wanted a, to know. As a one piece. So not only do you get the digital version, you can also get the actual physical version. But those are exclusive of each other. I can do it exclusive. I can do it inclusive. So it depends. Mm. Or the physical one is just a like a, a mold. And then right. after I create the NFT, I break the physical one and then I sell you the NFT. Oh. So yeah, that's usually what happens. Like with art, I think it's more easier to understand Laluna when there's limited. Okay, think about it as limited edition, right? So there's only 10 copies of my, let's say, art, right? That 10 copies I'm going to sell. The reason why I can price up is because there's only 10 copies. My question, actually, Chris, is that, of course, the perceived value of that is what you put on it, right? So I could say I drew on a piece of tissue. Mm. And then I minted that into an NFT version of it, ripped the tissue, and I'm selling it for $5,000 a pop for like 10 pieces of it. The value is dictated by the person that created the NFT. Is that how it works? You can actually have it bid it out. So then it's like out. an auction. Jack Dorsey of Twitter, 
Yes. He sold his first tweet. First tweet. tweet. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. For just under $3 million. Correct. For a tweet. Sorry, for what? As an NFT. As an NFT. So okay. somebody owns that very first tweet on the internet that Jack Dorsey sent That's out. That's interesting. So, all right. So, so question. Let's say steps-wise, right? I'm Jack Dorsey. I just take a screenshot of my first tweet and then I mint it as an NFT. Is that correct? You can do a screenshot or you could actually do the text. Then you mint it and then you actually set the parameters. It's actually easy to set the parameters. So he'll set the parameters of ownership. And then underneath that, it says there for every sale or every time it's resold, he gets 20%. And that's in the smart contract. That cannot be changed. So every time you sell it, 20% goes to Jack Dorsey immediately. That's why this is a game changer for music and for musicians and artists. Now they're going to get paid what they deserve to get paid. Yeah. Don't need record labels anymore. And wow. record labels that own the music rights are going to be doing this because it's another way for them to earn. And the magic of NFTs is because it's on a smart contract. There are no more middlemen who will yeah, basically that's trying to figure out how much to give you. No, everything is immediately sent to you as soon as it's sold or it's it's distributed. Everyone will get their fair share, and no nobody can change that. Nobody can manipulate it. Nobody can get screwed over. Basically. That's now, the power of blockchain. It's trustless. You don't I need to trust anyone. I un- understand why you keep saying that this is really the future because it's the most logical way to go. It benefits all kinds of businesses, all kinds of trade, all kinds of industries. But the problem there is it leaves no space for corruption. Yeah. And that's the problem. Problem, you know? It's a problem <laughs> yeah. because there's so many people who will get in the way. Exactly. Yeah. Even if they get in the way, they won't be able to stop it. They will <laughs> jump that. on the bandwagon and change their ways yeah. or they will get left behind in the old world. Even right now, when you talk about NFTs, I'll give you an example of a really good NFT. Uh, oh, the biggest marketplace for NFTs is OpenSeas. So that's the biggest marketplace for NFTs right now, right? And if you look at how big this world is, it's not even that big yet. It's yeah, the exactly. infancy of this. Imagine how much this is going to be, wow, several trillion dollars. Just to go back a bit to the question, Justin, about how I know the price of Bitcoin, by the way, is going to go up. Bitcoin right now is only at a trillion dollar market cap. One trillion. Okay. Gold is at 10 trillion. All right. Okay. Now, this is going to replace gold as the store of value. So from 1 trillion, we're going to hit the 10 trillion or more in terms of market cap. And when Bitcoin yeah. hits that market cap, what do you think the price is going to be? That's why the 1 million is not far-fetched. So we're talking about Bitcoin per se, right? Not cryptocurrency. Yeah. So the yeah. trillion is only for Bitcoin. All other cryptocurrencies, most of them are about 1 billion, 2 billion, 5 billion, more. 10 billion. Yeah. So each one of them is going to keep growing. So that's how you can actually study the price movement. If you see a project that's really good and you're like, wow, it's only a billion. Oh, this thing is very useful. This is like the next Google or the next Facebook. And it's only a billion and Facebook's a trillion. Mm -hmm. So if this thing is a trillion, how much is that coin or token going to be worth? That's how you should look at it. Uh... And that alone, if you see a project that you're like, that's a really good project. Like, I'll give you one good project. It's called Decentraland. Decentraland is a virtual world where you buy property. You're buying land. And people are starting to buy a lot of land right now on this virtual world. Wow. Okay? And if you buy the land, the land is sold on the idea of the NFT token. So your land title is on an NFT. You're the only one with that land Mm. title. Nobody else. 
No, but the actual land, is there an actual land equivalent or it's a digital? It's all digital. That's amazing. Everything is digital. Yeah. And then if your computer's fast enough, you'll see you'll have your own avatar. You create your own avatar. You can buy clothes there, and then you can actually interact with people so, on wait, the wait, wait, this, is, this is Minecraft. No, I was gonna say it's like Ready Player One, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but that's what I was saying earlier, right? Like, parang if you've gone to a video game and you've bought clothes for yourself and you've bought yeah. shoes for yourself, you're basically already doing it. Yes, it's just yeah. in a, people are just you know really investing that's in right. it, putting value in a more it. real life. Yeah. yeah, and so the the difference between the current gaming system and how blockchain and cryptocurrency is changing it yeah. is that in the old system it's centralized. So the game developer can actually just tell you, oh, there's only twenty of these special powers or clothes or weapons. Yeah, but they can add more if they wanted. True. Right? But in a decentralized world, if they say there's only one special sword that can destroy everyone, there's really then only it is one. Just and the one. If you have that, that's going to be worth a lot because Nobody else has it, and it's hard coded into the blockchain, so it can't be changed. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Maybe my question now is: Do you see anything replacing blockchain? Right, because right now blockchain mm. was something so unique, right? But just with anything, you know, there could be something better. Is it that flawless and foolproof that it cannot be? Yeah. Here's a way to look at it. Jocko in 1990s, they created the internet. And when we started on the internet, it was all alphanumeric. There right. were no Windows. There was no yeah. graphics. There yeah. was no YouTube, no Facebook. Even Google is a third generation search engine. And, and then suddenly is, one yeah. day, a, a browser point. came up called Netscape. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, yeah. Netscape, Netscape Navigator. Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> and where is it now? God. It's, God. it's yeah. Netflix now. Right. Where is it? <laughs> Is MySpace gone? Where is Friendster gone? So there is an evolution to the blockchain, but the technology is exactly how the internet was before. It's an underlying technology that supports all of the content and interactions we have. So the technology will stay. The only improvement I can see is how they validate each transaction. Because it started with proof of work with Bitcoin, and now it's proof of stake, which is a lot easier and cheaper to do. And yeah. eventually, they could find a cheaper way to validate transactions. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and maybe there are going to wow. be additional kind of wallets, different kinds of so the Ready Player One note. We should already find out if there are like these eggs that like Satoshi has hidden <laughs> in like <Yeah>. these lands <laughs> that are worth everything of the bit. I'm pretty sure this wow. is where it's going to end up. We're going to be in VR goggles, and, and we're going to go like, through quests. Let's do yeah, it. No, I mean put it this way: we don't know how long this lockdown is going to end. <laughs> <That's> you know? <laughs> And oh eventually, gosh. eventually we're going to be like, oh, just, yeah, we have a meeting in, in the, the land we in bought. The v- yeah. virtual and pub. And we'll walk there. How yeah, are you no, I mean, there? you know what? You know what? It's not <laughs> far-fetched. I'll it, put it, on it, my it, new red boots. I was, <laughs> think about it, right? We started with like steam engines, horses even before that. But within 50 years, within like 100 years, we started developing like the iron horse, like a car, right? Yeah. And then now we're looking into self-driving vehicles, right? In a span yeah. of just 100, 200 years, maybe, like less. Yeah. So imagine in the next 50, imagine in the next 100, like what could happen? I know the argument there is that we don't have flying cars as Back to the Future predicted, you know, like, <laughs> but it's 2020 and no evil computer is, well, no, actually, yeah, my computer. Hey, 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 don't say that. Don't, we're yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> Might be listening. I'm sorry, I love my computer. But it has shut down on me today twice. So shame on you. But yeah, no, it's something. 
something that is not far-fetched. You know, like yeah. the idea of us looking at art digitally, at first I thought that was so crazy, right? Like, oh man, I would rather have a physical piece of art. I love art, mm-hmm. you know? But then I think about it. The idea of it is that look at pictures, right? How many of you still print your pictures? You don't. Mm. But the most priceless thing in the world are our photos. Like my photos with my kid. Yeah. Like that's probably one of the priciest things in the world. Like if my computer Jacko, you or genius. My, my phone <laughs> crashed right now, I would be losing so much value. Yeah. Value. Yeah. Value to you. Yeah. But that's where my thing is. It's in the cloud, right? Like my picture of my son, my, my videos, my memories, they're all there. So it's not a far-fetched idea to also put artwork. It's not a far-fetched idea to put music because we already do it. Yeah. We don't have CDs anymore, really. Yeah. You know, records are a novelty thing. Things are on the cloud. Again, it's yeah. not a far-fetched idea. Okay, so I guess we're going to get into it. No, I mean, we, we yeah. sort of talked about NFTs. Obviously, there's so much more to get into about NFTs. And I, I highly recommend that everyone listening to this that you would rewatch Ready Player One because I feel like that's where you it's know, going. No, I haven't seen it. Oh my yet, gosh, actually. you have to watch it. <laughs> we should watch it watch together. It. Okay, okay, game, game, game. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I did watch it recently. It was awesome. I have to add that you know the idea of that quest they were looking for from the founder of Ready Player One, right? Yeah. Satoshi has 1.1 million bitcoins. What? That is lost. Nobody lost. knows. Okay, why is it lost? We don't know if Satoshi's still alive. A lot of people are saying he's actually dead. There's a good Maybe ch- he's the guy that lost his password to his wallet. And that's really <laughs> Satoshi. And he's like, I don't know my password. Uh, no, but that guy only has about $280 million worth of Bitcoin. Satoshi's Bitcoin is worth about what? 1.1 million times 60,000. Yeah, so like, that's about 60 billion. Ah. I mean, wow. Holy cow. He's probably just, he's a holder. Yeah. So whoever has access to that, (laughs) you know, done deal. So look for Satoshi's password. Like there's 16 words, right? That are scattered all (laughs) over the world right now that like we have to find that quest to. So I have have an idea of how to keep your 16 word recovery phrase. This is what I plan to do is think of your 16 maybe friends or family. Give them one word each, but don't tell them why you're giving them the word. Just say, here's a word. And don't tell them who, you, nobody else knows who, yeah. who the other 15 are. And then you leave it with your lawyer that if you die or something happens to you, Ooh. that he contact the 16 people to get together. Such a cool way to get 16 of the closest people together. And then they're going to be sharing, oh, how do you know, Chris? Oh, how do you know? And then everyone's from a different part of your life. And then they're like, oh, and he left us one word. And then they all get to divide whatever oh, one is in And they, they put it in the wrong order. And then, <laughs> and then they <laughs> lock themselves out. out. If we want to hack Chris's wallet now, we just need to find the 16 people closest yeah, to him. Yeah. That could be a whole movie in itself, right? Like, there are 16 people with that one word. But you know what? Again, like, we're poking fun of the idea of it, but someone probably has done that. I I wouldn't be surprised if some guy who's like a billion dollars of Bitcoins just split up his password because he's so paranoid that he could lose it or he could never get it back or whatever, right? Like having that much money also can kind of make you 
kind of go cuckoo on, on like these things. But I think in general, I think it's a great investment to just kind of get. Maybe it's hard to do what Chris does to like put in all your money because if Bitcoin's going to be mined for the next 40 years, you also got to think about like, is it going to be generational wealth for your family? Is it going to be something that you're investing for that? Is it yeah. for you? Because it's for you. Are you going to survive 40 years? Are you going to, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. there's a bunch of things you got to play around. Remember with. So my I, friend, I, the one I was telling you about earlier, he has his X amount, whatever Bitcoins yeah. for his mom. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, so you've been talking about a lot of stuff today. Also on our page, on call with Justin Jackodani and Inca podcast, okay? There have been a number of requests, like, can you please teach us how to do it step-by-step? Step? How do we get into investing into crypto, Bitcoin, whatever it is? So we're gonna ask- How, mu- how much do we need to start? Stuff like that. So we're gonna ask our Bitcoin buddy himself, Mr. Chris Tan. Chris, what are the steps here? What's the first thing I gotta do? How about the first thing Inca has to do? Cause <laughs> Inca- right, Let's see Inca 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 live. Live. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the first thing you have to do is download a wallet or an exchange. Okay, done. So in this case, we're downloading an exchange called okx.com. Because we're not biased at all. (laughs) (laughs) This is also not sponsored by OKX. It's not. (laughs) Maybe it should be. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. (laughs) Maybe we can talk. Okay. but, But in all seriousness, the reason I would recommend an exchange over a wallet is that you have the ability to be able to invest in hundreds of cryptocurrencies on an exchange at market price Mm. versus a wallet where they will dictate the price to you depending on how much they want to make. So let's say the price of Bitcoin is at $50,000 per Bitcoin and you want to buy 0.1, right? Okay. So instead of $5,000, they're going to charge you $5,500 if it's on a wallet. Mm. Having said that, the difference between a wallet and an exchange is that in a wallet, you're able to directly deposit your fiat currency, in this case, Philippine pesos, into your wallet and convert it to cryptocurrency. On an exchange, you can't do it like that. So on an exchange, it's a P2P way of getting your money into cryptocurrency. P2P is peer-to-peer. Peer-to-peer, yeah. Yeah. So an example of peer-to-peer is this. On an exchange, this is how we do it. I'm on the exchange right now, and Inca wants to register on OKX.com, right? After she registers, then she's going to be like, Chris, I want to buy cryptocurrency, but I have no cryptocurrency to buy with. Chris, I want to buy cryptocurrency, but I don't have any cryptocurrency to buy it with. (laughs) There you go. Then I'm going to say, Inca, deposit money into my bank account in Philippine pesos. How much do you want to invest? Give me a number. Oh, I was going to say, give me a number. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just give me a number. I I got it. Sky's the limit. (laughs) Okay, never mind. (laughs) Sky's the limit. Oh, wow. (laughs) So what you do, Inca, is you invest whatever you're comfortable with. I always tell people don't invest more than what you're comfortable with. So some people it's a thousand pesos, some it's five thousand, some okay. It's let's 10. say five thousand. Let's okay, say five thousand. So if you invest five thousand pesos on the exchange, this is what we're gonna do. You have your OKX account, I have mine, right? Then you're gonna go to the buy and sell, and you're gonna go to the P2P tab. Buy and sell P2P. And from there, you're going to be able to see all the merchants that are selling USDT, the US dollar cryptocurrency equivalent. I see. That's what you will use to now buy any cryptocurrency you want to buy. You don't want to buy Bitcoin directly from fiat because it is more expensive. 
you want to oh. buy first a stable coin, in this case, the USDT, mm. because that's stable. So you understand the value of it. And then you use that to go to the market to buy your Bitcoin. I hope that wasn't too complicated I for see. everyone listening. Okay, so first, I need to buy USDT right. via the P2P. Yes. Right? In the buy and sell tab. And then once I've purchased the USDT with my like Philippine pesos, then I can use the USDT to buy into other cryptocurrencies because yes. it's cheaper. Yes. And at your own price. It looks like the stock market. You will see all yeah. the cryptocurrencies and then you pick one and then you look at the price, how it's moving. And then you say, hmm, maybe it's going to go down. I'll put it. I'll put the price a little bit lower than the current market price and then wait for it to go down. Or maybe you're trying to catch it going up. So you, you put a higher price so that you make sure you get, the, you get your order filled already. So that's how you do it. Now, that sounds complicated, I know. That's why a lot of people eventually start on coins or Abra. Coins.ph. Right, coins.ph. Yeah. Because it's very easy. Because all you have to do is say, they write the price and you just go buy. Right. Yeah. 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 Worth. That's, That's what it. I did, yeah. It's still a lot more expensive. Than yeah, I lost a lot of money doing So the way I did it was I did it through coins. Then I went into the exchange from coins. And let's say I started with, what, 10,000 pesos? I ended up at the coin that I wanted at the end of all the transactions at 8,000 pesos. Oh, yeah. yeah. But see, it's okay because that coin gained like 3,000 pesos after two days. So, <laughs> okay, okay. okay, okay. So I kind of made up, but then I could have made more. Yeah, you, you could have saved. Like, no, you there was a way. More. Yeah, you could have saved. I think both. If you do research, or you're, right now, like Inca is doing it as we're talking about yeah. it. Yeah, she got the app is, right now. Yeah. yeah. So you can re-listen to this podcast and just go like, wait, wait, what? Pause it. Go back. Yeah. And just, yeah. One of the things that I was curious about was, so there are three ways to cash in, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. This is how I remember it. You can do it via P2P. You can do it via debit or credit card. Or you can do it via bank transfer. Right. So those yep. are the three. So I tried all three. <laughs> yeah. What's, and, what's the best for you? And the thing is, I parang when I use the P2P, there are options there where you can use Gcash, Tamaba, um, yes, or other payment methods such as Gcash that. or Union Bank because they're the ones that are the fastest and have the widest coverage. Yon. So I, ah. I used my Gcash to try and do a P2P transaction via OKX, and it kind of forwards you to a third-party transaction provider, Tamaba, which I forget the name. If you didn't do P2P, obviously, right? You did mm. the debit card one where... Oh, so that doesn't happen with P2P. No. Debit cards okay. are only with payment gateways, they call it. Debit cards, credit cards. Now, bank transfers directly to an exchange. An international exchange is not possible because international exchanges are not licensed locally. The local exchanges oh. can do that. Like you guys have heard of PDAX? PDAX, no. Yeah. We we talked, I think we mentioned that in the last one where it's a local exchange. Yeah, the local exchange where you can actually deposit directly to that exchange. The problem with PDAX was they have glitches in their system. There was Yikes. one time there was a glitch. Scary. I told you about that. That oh the price gosh. of Bitcoin was sold. Bitcoin was sold for six thousand dollars when it was already at fifty thousand. Oh, oh my god! My Wait. Lord. So what happens? So what happens there? So the Pinoy side, the Pinoy's that saw it, 
said six thousand. <laughs> yeah. They started buying everything they could, like whatever money they had. Was it, it went through? Oh my gosh! And they withdrew it immediately to their own wallet. So jackpot. Jackpot talaga. Ito na PDAX realized there's a problem because holy shit, there's a glitch. Yeah. Oh. They shut the exchange down. Nobody could touch their oh, accounts. No. People ah. were really pissed. And then they opened up after seven days. I think it was a long time because they were like, what happened? And then they decided to send a demand letter to all the people what? bought a Bitcoin for $6,000, demanding the Bitcoin to be given back to them. Oh, did they? Did they have grounds? None. Because <laughs> on the contract that you signed as a user, it states that all transactions are final and final. irreversible. Oh. <laughs> to the company as well. So here's the funny thing. So they sent a demand letter to the users demanding for the Bitcoin back. All those users started posting it on social media going, should I? And everyone's like, don't return it. You have no obligation to. That's their fault. Yeah. Then the next, I think a week later, PDAX comes out with a press release saying, oh, it doesn't matter. All those Bitcoins were not real anyway. There were no Bitcoins available. It's just a, it's a mess. relations nightmare. I feel oh so boy. bad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I said, take your loss. You made a mistake. Too bad. Ah. That, that was a huge loss on that. What a fiasco. Massive, massive yeah. loss. Crazy. Okay, well, we're going back. So that's why we should always be careful with the exchanges that we choose yeah. to use, right? Yeah. But since we're talking about OKX right now, so I, if you do P2P, you can use Union Bank or Gcash, right? I forget what the next step was. But wait, P2P so, is peer-to-peer. Peer-to-peer. So, so that means so the only way you use any bank is for me to deposit whatever I'm paying for into Chris's account, right? Exactly. You're right. Like a Gcash or Union Bank. Yeah. Now yeah. you're probably thinking, oh, wait a minute, how am I insured that he's going to send me my cryptocurrency? Yeah, Chris. All right. <laughs> All, exchanges. All exchanges put the cryptocurrency in an escrow account. So it's in escrow. Escrow. So meaning... The exchange is holding it on behalf of the buyer and the seller. Already. Yep. So when you give the money to the seller, you inform the seller that it's paid. You send him the reference number or the proof of payment. If he doesn't release it in like 15 minutes, you can click appeal and the exchange will mediate and say, okay, show me the proof of payment and I will release the crypto. And then put a strike on the seller to make sure the seller, if they get like three strikes, they're out. Something yeah, like there that. are rankings. The way I see yeah. it, when I was looking through wow. it, the sellers had rankings. Of yeah. minutes. And whatnot. So Danny went through a lot of unnecessary steps yes. and lost some money on the way and it could have been avoided, right? Mm. And if you want to avoid those steps and you want to see them like detailed, then you can go over to Chris's YouTube channel. Okay. Yes. It's www.youtube.com slash Chris Tan is here. Chris Tan, Chris is, Tan here. is here. Chris Tan, Chris Tan is here. Is here. Chris Tan, Chris Tan okay? is here. All right. So really quick recap, right? So Inka, she's chosen her exchange. So she's going to use OKX, right? Mm-hmm. And then she's going to buy USDT, which is her stable coin. And from USDT, she can choose to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, RFUEL, whatever it is, right? Yes. Okay. So those- What's the next step? Yeah. With those simple steps, anything else Inka has to do now, Chris, after That's, purchasing those coins? After she purchases, leave it there for five years. That's it. Five Got years. You. Five <laughs> years. <laughs> For the like our fuel, for example, once this thing t- does 10x, you can sell it. Mm. 
mm. right? If it does 10 times, so like you, you bought, how much did you say, Inca, you were buying for? Like, Let's five. say 5K, yeah. 5K. Let's say you bought 5K and it went to 50K. You can sell it if you want, you know? You can but you suggest you keeping it there. If it's Bitcoin, I always suggest keeping it. Bitcoin is an asset. It's something that you don't want to sell unless you're planning to invest in something else. Like a buying a house. I see. A house. I see what I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or a business. But if you're going to sell your Bitcoin to buy a car, or to spend no, on like yeah. a designer bag, that's that's ridiculous. You're Basically something money. that depreciates, don't. Yes, because Bitcoin, yeah. you don't have to sell because it's an asset where you can earn passive income from it. Correct. Right. So yeah. what everyone's saying in the cryptocurrency community is you get to a point where Bitcoin is so so valuable that you're never going to sell it, but you're going to live off the interest from it. Amazing. And talaga to your kids. Yeah. It's the same as buying a house in Forbes in the 1950s when it was still yeah. dirt mm. cheap. I mean, right. seriously, thinking about how much it's worth now, would you have sold it? No, you'd no, you keep it that. And then keep it there, right? That's true. Yeah. Same okay, so with Bitcoin. So do not sell your now, Bitcoin. Which three cryptocurrencies would you suggest that I invest in? Topics. Yeah. Definitely Bitcoin, at least 50% or more on Bitcoin. That's the okay. one I highly recommend to everyone. Ethereum, you could put about 20%. I really love Polkadot. Hmm. Polkadot is a big one that I is really this think. Dot? Is that yeah, the one? Yeah, Dot. You should really. Okay. Man, honestly, if you want something. Who comes up with these names, by the way? Know, like, right? our fuel. Like, if there's anything Chris, that's. I'm just going to really message you randomly. <laughs> Chris! Yeah, yeah go. <laughs> I mean, everyone does that. It's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to help people. For me, like, you know, I, I do these podcasts and stuff because I really believe so much in what it can do for somebody's for financial independence. There's a code for it, FIRE, financial independence, retirement, and earning or something like that. That's mm-hmm. four out of the 16 of words of Christmas. Now, <laughs> 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 nah, but, but carry on, Chris. Amazing. But yeah, so, so I'm, and I, I'm trying to get as many Filipinos to be on cryptocurrency because it is a game changer. And this is the first time that we've had something like this as an opportunity for people to really start owning assets that are growing yeah. mm. rather than the bank which is depreciating yes so that's old why school yeah that's why i'm all in but i mm. will never tell people to go all in. i'm not a financial advisor but if you ask me if i walk the walk i walk the walk mm. right yeah but yeah. i will never tell somebody else to do what i do okay there noted uh, i'll do the same thing <laughs> okay one mm. last question. What do people need to sign up for a legitimate account on? John, on hand, on, what do they need to keep ready? Yeah. Just a government ID. That's it. They just have to have a government ID, like a driver's license or passport. And then when you sign up, they just ask you to be verified by sending a screenshot of your ID. And mm-hmm. then they'll ask you to take a photo, a selfie with yeah. your ID and your account number. And that's, and that's it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're ready to go. So that's the beauty of cryptocurrency is that the verification is not like the way they do it in banks. Yeah. Where you have to sign your life away. Yeah. And then with all the limitations and even coins, actually, that's the problem with coins and Abra, is that if you're going to try to withdraw your funds, you know, there's a limit. I don't know if you know mm, that. There is. Yeah. So let's yeah, say, for is. example, you have one Bitcoin and you bought it at 300,000 and today it's at almost 3 million, right? You can't sell a full Bitcoin because the cap is if you're KYC2 or level two or level three verified, you can only withdraw up to 400,000. So meaning, let's say the price of Bitcoin is going up and you want to sell it. You can only sell it at 400,000 pesos at a time. So if it's worth 4 million, you have to do 10 transactions. Oh. Only one transaction of 400,000 per month. 
Oh, per, per month. month. Per month. That's and, and my delay, ah, they take yes. forever to reflect on your account. Yes. Like Abra took two days when I was using it. That's why I don't use the wallets. I only use it to move money back to pesos. Mm. Aside from that, I don't use a wallet. Everything's on the exchange. On the exchange, you can stake your cryptocurrencies. That's how you earn passive Staking. Income. I heard about this. That's something that is another rabbit hole altogether. Dracula does not like the staking. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. No for Dracula. Ah, ah. But having said that, Chris, right, we're talking about like wallets and everything. I know that for most people, they'll think, yeah, I should probably use Binance as an exchange, right? Could you speak to that a little bit? Like, why should someone use OKX instead of Binance? Sure. OKX and Binance are two of the biggest exchanges in the world. And Binance is a good exchange. I have nothing to say about how they work. They're great. Mm. And they have the Binance Smart Chain that has its own bunch of cryptocurrencies on it. I have cryptocurrencies on Binance. Same. The advantage of OKX compared to Binance is that OKX has a lot of NFTs and Polkadot projects Mm. that are not on Binance. And honestly, Ah. I looked at the NFT projects on OKX and all of them are good. All of them are amazing projects that have a potential to 10x to 100x. Like our fuel. Yeah, like our fuel. (laughs) That's why I recommend OKX because of the cryptocurrencies that are available there right now. So Polkadot has a lot of great projects that are on the OKX exchange. So that's one reason. The other one is that the wallet of OKX or the account management is simplified where all of your cryptocurrencies and all your assets are in one window. It's not on several different wallets where you have to go, did I put it in P2P? Mm. Did I put it in spot or earn? And oh, why? How come I can't trade? This is all in one wallet. So after you earn income or your passive income from it, then you go, I want to trade. You can trade it or you can withdraw it. You can deposit all in one wallet. And lastly, the one I was telling you earlier, Right now, they've developed a partnership with Unstoppable Domains. Unstoppable Domains sells cryptocurrency or blockchain domain names. And you guys should all get your own already. Okay. It's a one-time payment (laughs) of about $40, all right, one time. Yeah. And you own the domain forever. Mm -hmm. So it's an Mm -hmm. NFT of your name. So my name, Christopher Tan. Crypto, I own it now. I paid for it. I own it. I can resell it for any price I want. And you only pay once. Now, that domain can be also your wallet address on OKX. So the hardest part about moving money on different exchanges and wallets is you get an alphanumeric address that's so long and complex that Mm -hmm. like Daniel was saying, if you miss one letter or one number, just one. Bye-bye cryptocurrency. Bye-bye. Yeah, so I lost money that way, yeah. Right, on OKX, because it's going to be your name or whatever name you assign, let's say Inca.crypto, if somebody types the wrong spelling of Inca, it'll say invalid address and they just have to type the right one and then it'll send directly to your wallet. Amazing. That's the advantage of OKX that I love. Okay. Mm. Okay. Imagine if some dude, because Kristan.crypto is not available, creates Kristan is here dot crypto. <laughs> and then <laughs> he, Darko, I he like the way you think. <laughs> Your criminal mind is working. I, w- I will make a Christian. Jacko's already here. like <laughs> I mean I'm just yes, and I will sell this to Chris for one hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. after purchasing it. 
Hey, you know what? That was a thing. That was a thing. Like yeah. before, buying domain, Facebook had to pay. Yeah. I mean, Facebook domains. had to pay for their name. They used to be the Facebook, and they had to pay Facebook an undisclosed amount. Like, the I Facebook. Guess. Yeah, As they, they had fact, to Jaco, buy. You're, yeah. you're right. If you go to unstoppable domains right now, a lot of the dot crypto names are being yeah. bought right now like crazy. Yeah. My name, Chris Tan, is not available, and somebody is selling it for a. I'm sure a lot more than what I'm willing to pay. So yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen. That's why I'm telling you guys, buy your names already on unstoppabledomain.com. Mm. But uh, you have it, it's with you, and it's an NFT. You have it yeah. forever. Awesome. You put it on your wallet and nobody will ever own it ever again. Yeah, unless you sell it. Unless, unless you really want to sell Justin. Yeah, or like some big app later on yeah. has your name and they want to buy your name, go sell it. Like Right. Or if you want to invest in domains, buy something like GoDaddy.com. Yeah, GoDaddy.Crypto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You buy like a really uh, like, like Instagram uh, Reed or like Nadine. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I'm sure. I'm sure that's a thing. You should and then sell it. I'm not kidding. It's... I'm sure a lot of these names are still available. Oh my right god! By Will considering it. You know how annoying it is to open a social media and your name is taken, taken and you're just like, you know, you end up with the weirdest one. Wherein <laughs> we would have done the weirdest one for free back in like high school, wherein we're like Flip Boy sixty nine or something, right? Like yeah. that's, a, that's actually my name back in MIRC. Oh, I think it's not, it's <laughs> wow. Flip Boy eight, not sixty nine. Uh, Honestly, that's also a business. I mean, I said GoDaddy because GoDaddy is a, a site that's provider. used to sell domains, like website names. So, I mean, I it is a business. Mean. You want to look into it. I guess at this point, I think we're wrapping up. Ask the person who introduced you. I, I want to say thank you, Chris, on behalf of everyone for again gracing us. I don't know. Maybe we should have a part three. You know what? Go to our because I really want to talk about. I NFT. promise, Chris. By part three, I'm already like I've Crypto made money. Pro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Inc- a pro. I hope so. Yeah. Go to our Facebook group page. Same name, but podcast on Facebook and go sign up there. We're already closing. It's already officially closed to the public. You could still follow us there and we'll bring you in the group. We'll prove you, yeah. Private group. We'll Um, think about it. (laughs) Yeah, we might have, you know what? We might invite Chris over to the group just for a... Kind Chris, of is it a, part of the group already. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Oh yeah. But, no, but we there. might have a we we might have a clubhouse kind of you know moment wherein we're talking to Chris and all of you guys can ask your own questions and yeah. and do that. Who knows, right? So go follow the group and of course follow us here on Spotify. Anything else that you want to plug, Chris, before we let you go? No, that's it. Just follow me on YouTube for more uh, crypto information. Chris Tan is here. Yep, that's it. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Again, always a pleasure, dude. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. Thank you for inviting me. Chris Tan, ladies and gentlemen. Online on Instagram, it's at oncallwithjjd. You can also email us oncallwithjjd at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram as well. It's at Justin Quirino for me. At Jaco De Leon for me. At Danny Moini for me. And at Inca Magnaya for me. On call. With Justin Jacko Danny.